Your question is, what is the more surprising fact about Arthur's friend Buster Baxter, uh, who's a rabbit, right? He's a rabbit? Yeah. Okay. What's more surprising about that rabbit? Uh, that he has asthma or that he's an only child? Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. So tonight we're talking about PBS. Yep. Uh, the categories are Sesame Street, Bob Ross, Arthur, this old show, which has to do with all, like a bunch of different old shows that were on PBS, and Wildcard, which could be about anything that has some connection to PBS. Um, Sesame Street is probably the one that I knew the best. You know, that ran for a long time. It was around when I was a kid. Uh, Bob Ross, we all know whether you enjoyed it while it was on or you just like to turn it on before you go to sleep now because of that pleasant, right? That very gentle, pleasant voice that he has. It's so relaxing, right? Arthur, I have no idea about this. I'm too old for this shit. I don't know what Arthur is. Somebody told me he's an aardvark. It's fine. Okay. This old show, uh, you know, that'll cover everything from my childhood. So uh, get ready for that. Hey, quick announcement before we get into the show this week. We started a Patreon account, so this right here is the edited version of the show. Sometimes people ask me for an unedited version, the full show with no cuts to it. And if you're interested in that, you can find it on our Patreon account. It's $5 a month donating, and that will be going towards helping us build the show even more, including more segments, reaching a larger audience, maybe bringing it to bigger venues or to different states. So if you would want to go over there and donate $5 a month, you get exclusive content coming your way, including the uncut version of this show and some other stuff that I'll be putting up there. For $10, bucks, you will get a t-shirt and a mug and all that other stuff. And then you can see as it goes up $25, $50, $100 a month, the options for what you can get for rewards are at least worth reading. Even if you don't want to donate any money, I would say head on over to the Patreon for Pick a Side Stupid and at least read what you could get. All right, now we're going to get into the debate. The first one that you'll hear tonight will be between Kathy Farris and Nicholas Ryan Smith. Next up, everybody, please welcome Kathy Farris. Nicholas, would you like to go first or second? I'm going to stick with second. Okay, so Kathy, you can pick any category except Sesame Street. Uh, okay, let's go with Arthur. Arthur. Okay. Um, your question is, what is the more surprising fact about Arthur's friend Buster Baxter, uh, who's a rabbit, right? He's a rabbit? Yeah. Okay. What's more surprising about that rabbit? Uh, that he has asthma? Or that he's an only child. (laughs) 
Well, this is easy because I had no idea that Buster was an asthmatic, so it's a surprise to me as well. <laughs> I, Show of hands, how many have been, been misled by this? Because this kid played sports, <laughs> ran around, went outside, did everything everybody else did. I never saw him with some kind of, what is that, an inhaler. No, I think that was just thrown in at the end. I think writers got sloppy, and they just put it at the end. That is the biggest surprise. If there's one thing that we know about rabbits is that whether they can breathe or not, they like to fuck. It's basically all rabbits do. They sneak into the farm, they eat a carrot, they nibble some cabbage, right back home, getting it in there, in the home. So I am very surprised that, you know, maybe that rabbit can't breathe. There's a lot of kids that play sports that work through it. You can build up the strength in your lungs. But really, he was not going to have just one brother or sister or any number of other combinations of genders. Time. Real quick here, first of all, have you ever met his mother? There's only gonna be one kid, okay? <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> Secondly, if you have one kid with asthma, that's it, you're fucking done. <laughs> you're just done. Uh. Wait, did you go? You went second. Yeah, Nick. yeah, okay. I think I'm done. Okay, all right. <laughs> I gotta hand the win here to Kathy Ferris. So, Kathy, Kathy, you'll stay up here because uh, you won, so you'll face the next person as well. So, next up, everybody, please welcome Sammy Anderson. Okay, Kathy, so you can choose whether you go first or second now. Uh, I'll go second. Second, okay, so Sammy, you can pick anything but Arthur or Sesame Street. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Okay. Your question is for Matt MacArthur. He says, more exciting Bob Ross guest. His son, Steve, <laughs> who would guest host and ruin the episode? Or Peapod, his rescue squirrel that he'd let sit in his pocket during the episode. I knew you were going to say an animal as the second option. And I picked the squirrel. Just quick, I picked the squirrel, the squirrel. Bob Ross wouldn't care if either of us won or lost this debate. I want to say that real quick. <laughs> he loved his son, and I'm sure his son was cool. I don't remember him because he's not as memorable as a squirrel that sits in your pocket. How does someone teach you how to paint like a master and love like a god and also <laughs> follow someone who gathers nuts? It's like, it's really, 
I think it's really excellent. Squirrels and animals and Bob Ross, and I hope you do well. Thanks, I've been waiting to talk about this for a long time. <laughs> Bob Ross has an anger management problem, and if we all can't see it, then we're blind. A guy who paints that long by himself and is fairly okay with that obviously has issues. He was forced to bring Steve on by his wife, okay, to spend some time with his kid. That kind of tension makes great television. I have a lot of thoughts. My first one is that I have a fiance, and his name is Steve. Thanks, Bill. I'm, I'm, I'm timed here, but no big deal, no big deal. My fiance's name is Steve, so I have enough Steve. I don't have enough squirrels in my pockets, okay? And also, I'm, didn't Bob Ross die of AIDS? You gotta find something. Time! <laughs> I have never done this before, but I think that disqualifies her for dropping a bomb like that. Right? How do we go from anger management to AIDS? That's a real quick drop. I'm just going to land on my thing of that. Let's all just root that Steve gets his own reality show because I would watch that shit. Time. All right. I got to hand the win here to Kathy Ferris. Guys, I've been thinking about that AIDS thing since I saw Bob Ross up there, and I thought I knew a thing, but I learned a thing, so thank you. <laughs> Kathy, I have one more match for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not to be a bummer, but Bob Ross died of lymphoma. All right, so let's kick off the bracket right now. First up tonight, everybody, please welcome Matt MacArthur and Tyler Derniak. <laughs> Matt, your question uh, is going to be from this old show either way, but do you want to go first or second? Oh, uh, second for sure. Okay. Tyler. Yes. Your question is, would you rather watch a baseball game with documentarian Ken Burns or renovate your kitchen with handyman Bob Vila? I'm going to go ahead and renovate the kitchen with Bob Vila because it's the only thing that improves my overall wealth. <laughs> PBS is not about fun. It's about building wealth. <laughs> I'm not in this for enjoyment or anything. I just want a nice kitchen with a good island, a flat top stove, a six burner, burner thing, uh, <laughs> two ovens, like a smaller oven off to the side so you can like cook all of your Thanksgiving dishes at once. Right? <laughs> Guys, a good kitchen is the cornerstone of every house. It's the only way you can really enjoy life is a good kitchen. This is just a fact. It's, you know, 
It's got the nice tiling, the subway tiles on the sides. Or granite, if that's what you're into. We're in the granite city, so. I rent. That'd be a lot of wasted time and effort, and that value is just going to go into Kenneth J. Scary, landlord's pocket. <laughs> great guy. I mean, a great guy. Sorry the rent was a little late, um, but he was cool with it. Yeah, and uh, I feel like I'm a broken record on the show, but the other part about that whole option I don't like is that's like I'm renovating a kitchen with Bob Vila. If it was Bob Vila will renovate my kitchen, great. <laughs> But he's gonna like be teaching me shit and all that. And I'm like, I appreciate it. You're like the dad that I didn't have. But I'd rather have someone talk to me about baseball. And you know, I I'm not into baseball, so I'm just gonna sleep through it. And his voice is lovely. And uh, it sounds like a much more relaxing time, and I don't have to wear a face mask. Um, I, I don't sleep with a face mask. Maybe that's a normal thing. Um, time. Yeah. You see, I want Bob Vila to teach me how to renovate that kitchen because there's nothing that like brings two people together more sensually than learning. If you've seen Ghost with Patrick Swayze, that's what I'm imagining. Like I'm installing a sink and he's coming up right behind me, like tightening up the thing. You know, we're we're knocking down some non-load-bearing pillars to really like make that open floor plan so you can cook and entertain. Time. I think uh, having someone teach you something is the second most sensual experience. The sensual experience I want, because I don't know if you've had this, but have you ever had like an older adult male father figure just talk to you while you drift off into sleep? Oh, you know. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> I can't sleep without it, I'll be honest with you. So, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with that and just, you know, have dreams of baseball and, and, you know, the whiskers he may or may not have. I don't know. Time. All right, a lot of good points here, but I'm going to choose Matt MacArthur. All right, next up, everybody, please welcome May Keith and John Farrell. May, would you like to go first or second? I would second. A second. Okay, John, you can pick from any category that you'd like. I will do Bob Ross. <laughs> I'm not even commenting on it, all right? <laughs> all right, and speaking of which, <laughs> your question is from Liz Esty. She asks, well, actually, she says, I'm sorry in advance for this question. And then she asks, sexier PBS icon, Bob Ross or Mr. Rogers? I mean, Mr. Rogers for sure. He at least, I get to see his home. <laughs> I get to see Bob Ross's dreams. He brings them to life for you, all right? He has a little squirrel in his pocket. He talks to you. He knows you as a person. 
uh, Mr. Rogers, he's into some freaky puppet shit. <laughs> and like, no kink shaming, uh, but that's not my bag. Bob Ross fought in the war. I don't want to see those dreams. That's gonna haunt you for a long, long time. Mr. Rogers, I mean, yeah, th th those puppets are delightful. I watched that with my grandfather. He also was in the war, he enjoyed them. So I think that we could both gain something for them. And plus, he's got amazing sweaters. Bob Ross just has dumb, dumb paintings with dumb trees. I'm sick of them. <laughs> wow. Wow. Bob Ross was stationed in Alaska, as we just learned. Fred Rogers, he killed people. He was a Marine. It's fine. He's very paternal, and that's okay. Um, but I feel like you're kink-shaming Bob Ross, who died of AIDS, as we covered earlier. All right, wow. <laughs> a lot to think about here. But I think I got to hand the win to John Farrell. I mean, yeah, his rant against Bob Ross did almost get him thrown out of the building. But he made some good points in the meantime. All right. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Sarah Morgan. Nice shirt, Bill. We're all wearing octopus shirts now. Well, close enough. I'm wearing an octopus shirt in the shirt that's on that shirt, though, so it works out. What, Bill? Yes. Okay. Um, Bill, your question's going to be wild card either way, but do you want to go Why first or it? second? I mean, it's rigged. Your wife's going to win, obviously, so whatever. How come it's wildcat? Why, why don't I get... Why isn't Ken Burns a fucking topic on this? All right, I'll let you choose wild card. I or, told you I wasn't coming. Or if Ken Sesame Burns Street. wasn't a topic, and I get who's Arthur? <laughs> fucking Dudley Moore? <laughs> Why would Arthur be up there, but fucking Ken Burns would not be up there? This makes no sense. By the way, I got dressed up because I was under the impression this was a PBS fundraiser. <laughs> it's not just a regular old debate. Time. All right. <laughs> Pretty much said all I needed. What? Why can't? Seriously, what's up with Ken Burns? I'll take Ken Burns, cancer, the emperor of all maladies. Sean. Your question is from Wildcard. All right. Sarah Francis asks, uh, you're stuck in a foxhole during a firefight in World War II. Who would you rather come to your rescue, Julia Childs or Fred Rogers? Ken Burns. He's done, he's, done the, he's done the war. He's done Vietnam. I mean, he'd be able to fix me up. I've been in a foxhole before. I'm not bragging, but I've been in one. I've killed a couple people. It was in a, a war that I don't like to talk about, so I'm not going to get into specifics. But it was located in the Falkland Highlands. It was a very brief encounter. I was only there for a long weekend. Got roped in. Next thing you know, you get roped into an international conflict. And I'm like, well, I got a uniform with me, so I might as well do it, you know? 
Seriously, though, Ken Burns, why am what was the question? Just so I can touch that base. Julia Childs or Fred Rogers? Julia Childs. I'm going to say Fred Rogers. Um, partially because Julia Childs voice is like nails on a chalkboard. I'm sure she's a lovely woman, but it's like this bizarre, strange name. I feel like she'd just draw more attention and would not rescue. But also, mostly I was just hoping we would have Arthur so we could hear Sean and Bill say Arthur for like four <laughs> minutes, because it's my favorite thing, and I'm really disappointed that we got this fucking like war question, and I don't even want to do it anymore, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Why does a fucking odd Vok even need glasses, bro? <laughs> They're fucking nocturnal creatures. They don't look at things during the day. Uh, I'd rather have Julia Child because... You ruined my 30 seconds, so I'm ruining yours, and I don't know who Ken Burns is. What? Well, I think you kind of look foolish now. Uh, listen, I'd, want, I'd, like that I'd like that time stricken from my time. Listen, I'd take Julia Childs because she can cook, you're going to get hungry, and also, she can speak German. You're going to need to talk to the people that you fight. Time. I want Mr. Rogers in my foxhole, because he's going to come, he's going to sit down, he's going to take his shoes off, he's going to put on his other shoes, we're both going to get wrapped up in cardigans, and it's going to be fucking delightful. <laughs> Mr. Rogers says, not Julia Child. My foxhole. My rules, go. All right. A lot of good points that are very relevant to the question that I asked. Uh, I think I have to hand the win here to Bill McMorrow. Boo! Seriously, though, your, your commanding officer would shoot you if you brought two pairs of shoes. <laughs> okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Ken Green. Okay, Sean, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Ken, you can pick any category. Oh, boy. Well, I'm old, so I'm going to go with this old show. Okay. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Great. Your question is from Erin Heineman. Uh, it's about the Antiques Roadshow. And she asks, would you rather be a drab, stodgy, intellectual art expert or an overly zealous, hopelessly naive guest? Uh, well, since I like crushing people's dreams, I'm going to be a drab, stuffy art critic because I love to bring up their little grandmother's Great, 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 fucking great, great, great grandmother's little base. They think it's worth, oh, it's worth. I just want to know how much it's worth. I really don't want to sell it. And you know they are going to sell it when they get back home and shit. I want to crush that dream. This is some cheap-ass piece of shit. <laughs> you wasted my fucking time with this fucking plaster of Paris paste shit you brought me here. Take your fucking plate with two ladies dancing on it and get your ass back home. I'm an art critic. I'm a fucking art critic, goddammit. Before I start, uh, Sean, where are the tote bags we ordered for this pledge drive? 
But okay. Um, <laughs> I want to be the hopelessly optimistic person because that, that seems like a great change of pace for me. Um, like, I want to be able to, like, walk into a place, like, like right now, like, hey, guys, you guys like minor league baseball cards? <laughs> I have, I mean, you've never heard of any of these players because they never made it to the major leagues, which is why they're going to be worth so much more money. Take your Ken Griffey Juniors and your Barry Bonds and get them out of here. I'm talking about... Barry Schiffenweifel. <laughs> Minor leaguer for the Cincinnati Time. Reds. I respect your Barry Schiffenweifer. And I'll also have a Barry Schiffenweifer Jr. card, too, that I have here. But learn to, I will teach you to learn to appreciate that car for what it is, not for any monetary value. Don't worry what I think. I'm a, I'm a world-class art critic, okay? I know how things are. Take your car at home and appreciate what it is. Don't come to me and ask me to rate it, because I will tell you the truth. But, <laughs> and the truth is just bullshit. It's a piece of fucking cardboard with a guy's picture on it. That's it. You know. Time. I was talking about Barry Schiff and Wifel, not Schiff and Wifer. <laughs> Schiff and Wifer is a fucking scrub who never made it past A ball. <laughs> Schiff and Wifel got to triple A. He was right there. And if he didn't tear his ACL, he would have made it to the pros. I mean, he would have hit like 230 and played like 50 games a year, but he would have been there. And that's why you should buy this card for $30,000. <laughs> All right. Well, I enjoyed both of your arguments immensely, but I've got to pick a winner, so it's going to be Sean Rosa. All right, so that's our first round. Um, I know, pretty exciting so far. Um, I'm going to read the questions that didn't quite make it onto the debate. One of these questions will be our final question of the night, so if you really enjoy one of them, make some noise for it. Let me know that you would like to hear it as our final question. Um, I do also want to announce, tonight, there is no band after the show, right? Yeah. What there is, is there is a stand-up comedy show happening. So stick around for that, because it's going to be great. Okay, so our questions. Uh, this one's from Ken Green. He asks, is the fact that I give PBS $200 and they give me a fucking tote bag some straight-up bullshit? Um... Would you rather have a friend that always refers to themselves in the third person like Elmo or a friend whose name you never got and it's too late to ask? So you just call them by their most defining feature like the two-headed monster. Okay, okay. Couple votes for that one. All right. Uh, Katney asks, you can't spell pubes without PBS. That's not even a question. That's just what... Okay. <laughs> you still want that one? Dave Buckley asks, if the kids stopped moving, would Barney be able to see them? 
I like that one, too. Okay, this question is from Zach Jones. He asks, PBS has in the past shown tasteful nudity when it deems it uh, as being artistic. So the question is, do you think you could crank it to Masterpiece Theater? Okay, that's in the lead so far, I think. <laughs> All right. And the last one here. Uh, Mike B. Giordano asks, who would win in a fight, Snuffleupagus or Barney? Okay. Good question, but I think it's going to be the Masterpiece Theater one, huh? Yeah. Okay, so we'll save that one for the end of the night. All right. Um, next up, everybody please welcome Bill McMorrow and Zach Jones. Hi, buddy. Bill, your question's going to be a wild card either way. <laughs> but do you want to go first or second? I don't care. Zach, do you? Okay. I, I made the board this week. <laughs> All right. Zach, your question is, what was your favorite part of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Was it when he took you to a kingdom in the land of make-believe, or when he took you to a factory in the real world? <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing you should know about me is that I'm a big believer in the labor theory of value. And those factory workers, that's the real shit that we should be teaching these kids. Not about some puppet prince in a, in a fantasy world, down with monarchists, up with factory workers, this, these are the lessons uh, that uh, we should be teaching the children, and I'm sure when I was four or five, I also believed that then. Uh, not, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, oh, man. Bill's, Bill's just going to get me now, isn't he? Should I? Uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> Hey, uh, I broke your mic stand. I apologize for that. It was bound to happen. So I want, uh, I want to hang out in the land of make-believe uh, with Mr. Rogers, right? With yeah. uh, Princess Pussycat and uh, Fritz. Fritz Von Erich and the rest of the uh, Von Erich wrestling family. And I think Bruno Sammartino used to come around there every once in a while. And that dude that drove the bus. Remember the guy that drove the bus? And you're always like, why does he get to come in here? And then the mailman, Mr. McFeely? Are you fucking kidding me? That's the guy's name? You shouldn't even get hired. You shouldn't even get called back for a second interview if you're calling yourself that. Why isn't Zoom on the fucking thing? It was, right? It was fucking, they used to film it right under the Four River Bridge. Sometimes they'd come out, but if it rained, you'd have to go under the bridge because it was kind of like a roof, you know? What are we doing here? Well, at least we're in agreement that we don't know what we're doing here. Um, I, I got, I, 
there was something about the Von Erichs in there. I, I didn't catch all of that. Um, uh, I, I guess I just want to uh, 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 crush the rumor that uh, Mr. Rogers was some sort of uh, uh, member of the armed forces. Uh, that is apocryphal, and uh, uh, the man uh, was uh, a... Time. That's okay, that's okay. I'll, I'll use the rest of my time to finish your point. He wasn't... Mr. Rogers wasn't military, all right? People say that a lot just to fucking get some right-wing fucking, hey, let's more guns. He wasn't military. He just killed people for fun. <laughs> On his own time. That was when the show was over. A drifter, whatever. It doesn't matter who he killed. Let's just know that he killed a lot, and he killed frequently. And he killed probably too much, you know, time. nowadays. I got to hand the one here to Bill McMorrow. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Sean Rosa. Okay. Joe, do you want to go first or second? Uh, can I go second, please, Sean? Sure. Sean, you can pick from any category. Yes, any category that you'd like at all of the ones that are up there on the board. I will do... Not one from a previous week, just the ones having to do with PBS. I will do Sesame Street. Sean? Okay. Your question is... <laughs> okay. You got it? We're done here. <laughs> Your question is, you are the head of Tyco Toys, and it's the first quarter of 1995. Mm. You're deciding on the next Sesame Street toy to release. Do you go with Tickle Me Elmo or Tickle Me Two-Headed Monster? Tickle Me Elmo. Everybody loves Elmo. And if anybody's going to tickle a monster, it's going to be one with one head. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, monsters shouldn't have two heads. And they, monsters should have an odd number of heads. One or three. Pick your side, two-headed monster. Hey, look, I'm a big supporter of body positivity and children's <laughs> toys. I want two-headed monsters. I want... Uh, Shapely Barbies. I'm, <laughs> I'm going for just representation, baby. Also, it's 1995. I am barely one year old. I am the youngest executive of any company you've ever heard of. I've earned this. <laughs> and I think, you know, who, who gets the kids more than me? A viewer like them. <laughs> Listen, I enjoy body positivity, too. Which is why I'm saying that the two-headed monster should get another head. It's addition, people. 
And even if he gets rid of one head, addition through subtraction. Right? All right, I was five in 1995, so I'm five times as smart as a one-year-old. Time. And yet you have no concept of addition and basic arithmetic. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I mean, I, you know, here as an executive, I'm really more about, I'm a big picture guy. Uh, I'm a one-year-old. I'm just talking about, you know, if we're tickling anything, you want double the laughs, double the heads. That's what Tickling's all about. We're here to have a good time. Also, uh, the guy that voiced Elmo was committed sex crimes and not the two-headed monster guy, so, uh... Hey. Whoa! <laughs> all right, I gotta hand the win here to Joe Polana. All right. <laughs> All right, now to see who's going to go up against Nick Martucci. Everybody, please welcome Joe Polana and Bill McMorrow. Hey, buddy. Joe, do you want to... Joe, do you want to go first or second? Uh, second, please. Second. Okay, Bill, what? Do I get to pick? Yep, you can pick from Bob Ross, This Old Show. You have microphone Or broke. Wild Card. Your microphone just broke. I get, what do I, I can choose from anything? I'll you take, can pick uh, from Bob Ross. Antiques Roadshow, please. Why, where's? <laughs> Antiques Roadshow, big fan. Anybody, you guys like to find, to turn your treasure into trash? Or maybe the other way around? <laughs> I don't know how it works. What do I get to pick? Bob Ross, This Old House, or Wild Card. Is there a chance that Ken Burns is in the Wildcats? I'll take Wildcat and okay. just make it a Ken Burns Great. question for me, bud. Your question is from Sarah Morgan. Hi, Sarah. She asks, Sesame Street recently introduced their first homeless character. Are they ignoring the fact that Oscar was homeless or acknowledging the fact that he was a tiny home innovator? I mean, he's always been homeless. I mean, it's cute now, I guess, to say he's a tiny home innovator, but he lives in a fucking trash can, so. If that's cool now, I guess, but no, he's, it's a sad, sad story. And here's another thing, all the rest of them are homeless too. Where the fuck do you think Big Bird lives? He doesn't have an apartment, they're all fucking homeless. And here, even furthermore, they're not even real, they're just a fucking, that Louie guy. You know the Louie guy that hangs out by the store? Fucking, they're all in his head. <laughs> He's fucked up. He's on drugs. It's the 70s. He's booting. He's booting black ties. Fucking out there all night. He's probably in the cold. He's shivering. You know when you get, you know, you don't have hypothermia yet, but it's setting in. You feel it coming, you know? You can't. Wiz Electric Company. Does nobody watch the electric company anymore? Time. Oh, I feel like I have to... Again, these are fair weather Sesame Street fans. I feel like I've got a lot of records to set straight. Uh, Ernie and Bert are proud apartment owners. The Count has a castle. Uh, <laughs> Cookie Monster also an apartment. It's a mess, but he has it because he sends a letter to Santa from it. He's got a P.O. box. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, Big Bird does have a nest. It's not, you know, it's not much, but he does have it. Uh, <laughs> and he's proud of it. Uh, and I do reject, you know, he lives in a trash can, but we've all seen Elmo and Grouchland. Inside the trash can is a really nice uh, subterranean home. It's got, he's got pets, he's got a kitchen, he's got, Oscar's, uh, he was an innovator. I do reject the hypothesis that it is tiny. It is a sizable underground lair. Uh, Time. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're not keeping those kids in concentration camps. It's more like summer camps. You go down there, it's so spacious in this fucking trash can. I don't give a fuck. It's a big trash can. Good, it's a dumpster then. It's still a fucking receptacle where the rest of the fucking society throws the shit they don't want and then he fucking scrounges it together and he fucking stays up all night and he knits and he sews and he fucking hems time. Those are kids. He's a grouch. Grouches want to live in trash cans. It is their right. We should respect their culture. He's an adult. He has a mother and grandkids and a nephew. Oscar made his choices. He bought that trash can. It's not just a trash can. Come on. We need to do more about the border situation. I'm not denying that. <laughs> and Sesame Street did more for raising cultural awareness in 1969 than any Chime. politicians bear. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, like, a lot of good points here. But only one of you uh, said you don't care about the border situation, and I think that was Joe. So I gotta hand the win to Bill McMorrow. <laughs> Listen, guys. You said more? Listen. Listen, wait, wait, guys. wait, wait. You said we need to do more? Oh, I thought you meant we need to do more putting kids in cages. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, I thought that's oh, what you were saying. What, are you going to give Tucker Carlson a little time to fucking rework? The fucking, he just gave a hate speech up here. Okay, so our final matchup of the night. He will just be... said it was Oscar's fault that he lives in trash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our final debate. Our final debate of the night here will be between Bill McMorrow and Nick Martucci. No, neither of these are Ken Burns. Um, Bill, you, uh, Bill, do you want to go first or second? Okay, Nick, you can pick from this old show or Bob Ross. Uh, let's go with this old show. Okay. Your question is from Kyle Mangan. He asks, which... Oh, yeah. You want to know the... Uh, okay, that's right. This question is from Zach Jones. This is the one. Zach Jones. You guys chose this question. You as an audience chose this question earlier, so we're going to do it, all right? Your question is from Zach Jones. Well, now I can't read it because Bill has it. PBS has, in the past, shown tasteful nudity when it deems it to be 
artistic. So my question is, do you think you could crank it to Masterpiece Theater? Absolutely not. This is art, and I will respect it as such. Also, what if I'm thinking about the fact that PBS is trying to... Oh, it's, the government's trying to bring PBS down. That is not, like, time to think good thoughts that are going to get you off. That and I'm saying this with my mother in the audience right now. As far as she knows, I have not once been able to crank it to anything. <laughs> I mean, once again, having a dead mother. It's a plus, right? Listen, if you can crank it without the TV on, you can do it to Masterpiece Theater. So, uh, yeah. You said that you couldn't, right? But, and then you threw the caveat on at the end that your mother's here and that you probably really do master, Masterpiece to Masturbate. Oh, that's fun. Imagine if you started saying that you were masterpiece in the Masturbate Theater, and then you started a letter-writing campaign to PBS, and you were like, oh, yeah, all the kids are doing this. And then eventually they'd make, like, uh, they'd make a pub publicity campaign about that. They'd be like, oh, all the kids. Oh, your kids are a masterpiece in the Masturbate Theater. And then somebody would be like, what the fuck are you even talking about? And then it'd be a big thing, and they'd get fined or something. Anyways, yeah, I jerk off to Masterpiece Theater all the time. That's just the difference between you and I is I can't, under any circumstance, find any reason why I would want to crank it in front of art or why I would want to admit to anything in this Anything I say in this room stays between us any other week. Tonight, for what it's worth, I am completely self-celibate. I'm going to look that up later and figure out what he just said. Listen, it doesn't matter. The fucking rule, guys, right? No kink shame. You want to jerk off to art, you jerk off to art. If you want to jerk off to anti-art, jerk off to anti-art. If you know what anti-art is, explain it to me. And maybe I want to jerk off to it. And then maybe all of us can jerk off to it. You know when you're coming in for the landing and then you trip over one word and then it starts... All right. <clears throat> a lot of good points here, but as you know, I cannot choose on my own. I need you guys to help me out. So go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group and choose Bill McMorrow or Nick Martucci. Cool. Uh, so the votes are in, I believe, and I'm looking at it right now. So you guys have voted, and our winner this evening is Bill McMorrow. That was pick a side, stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show.
Hey, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I want to give a quick shout out to Matt Bedell for creating the artwork this week. You can find him at Bedell was already taken on Instagram. If you'd like to come to a live show, and there really is nothing quite like being at the live show, you can find us Friday nights at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy, 7 p.m. each week. And as I said, we've got a Patreon account going, so if you'd like to hear the uncut version of this show or catch more exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else, join us at Pick a Side on Patreon. Five bucks, you get exclusive content. Ten bucks, you get a t-shirt, a mug, and the exclusive content. And then from there, the rewards just get sillier and sillier until they become serious once again. So check out our Patreon account. I think it's a fun read, at least. And we'll see you soon.